Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 39, Heaven Help Us. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. This is kind of exciting. This is episode 39. We are, we are one away from like the big 4-0. We are. Can you believe it? No. No. It's and pretty amazing. Yeah. We got some cool things in store for you guys, too. I mean, it's just... Uh, we're going we're gonna to start taking it up a notch come episode 40. Elisa and I have been talking last couple of weeks about some things that we really want to start doing so what are we going to be like the emerald of we are you know a little bam action we're kick gonna, it up a notch we're going to kick this thing up a notch and kick you all in the butt and everybody's going to just have extraordinary marriages there you go bam that's it bam i don't know if we're going to be doing bam though babe no bam i know but that's what i love about emerald bam. well kick it up a notch. that's emerald we're not emerald all right well take my fun away anyway um, How y'all doing? I hope it's going well. It's been an interesting week here in the DiLorenzo household. When isn't it? Some weeks were kind of mellow. This yeah, is, this is that, not, that's true. This is not really a bit. I mean, we've had some really awesome things happen this week. And I was a stinker on Friday, so that was not so good. And then Alex was a stinker on Saturday, so that was not so good. And you actually did not go three for three. Abby was not a stinker on you today. Nope. Nice try. That was good. Two out yeah. of three though this weekend. It's been, it's been a it's been a good week. There's just been it's just been one of those weeks where things are going up, things are coming down. Oh, family, it's just, it's just drama. Life. Yep. Yeah, a lot of reality. Yep. Where do you want to start with? Oh, let's start with something good. Yeah, <laughs> I say so too. So you redeemed your birthday present today. I did. So in my birthday's in June and. My lovely wife, Elisa, got me two passes, two lessons, surf lessons, uh, with a surf school here in San Diego. And Alex and I finally redeemed them today. And it was absolutely amazing. It was it was just so much fun. It was a three hour lesson and it was just Alex and I in the in the class. Obviously summer is pretty much done. Uh, although the beach was pretty darn packed today, I was pretty surprised with how many people were out there. Well, I think that's because we were at Dog Beach. I know, but it's still, I mean, it's still it's sort still of breezy, nice. yeah. you know. But uh, man, so exhilarating. I got to tell you, I I grew up here in Southern California. I actually grew up uh, just west of Palm Springs. And my folks actually still live in this town called Banning. And that's where I grew up and graduated from high school. So I was never a beach kind of guy. I mean, we lived in the desert. Um, so when Elisa and I moved, well, we lived in Orange County. We've lived all over. But we, we <laughs> really never California. we really never went to the beaches when we lived in Orange County. No. We'd go to Huntington Beach every day. We'd walk week. around, but never like go to the beach. Right. And so since being in San Diego for the last almost eight years now, we tend to go to the beach a lot. I mean, we make it, we make it a, 
you know, monthly occurrence. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's not a lot, but for us, there's a lot of other things we love to do too. So, uh, to actually learn to surf as a SoCal kid, uh, was really fun. It, it has to be, and I'm not an ocean person. Uh, when the kids want to go in, I'm about knee high. I don't like being in the water. There's something about it sometimes that it's just sort of like what's swimming in there and who's pissed in it. You know, yeah, there you go. And you're at dog beach today. So. And then we're at dog beach today on top of all that. So I'm not really a, a big ocean person, but I will have to say that the experience I had today in the ocean surfing was the best ever. Yeah. I and mean, you got pretty beat up. Oh, I got beat up big time. But I did get pictures of both you and Alex yeah. actually surfing up on the board. Yep. And um, it was fun because Abby and I uh, went down. You know, I was going down because I like to take the pictures. And I was really hoping to be able to get some pictures of them today up on the boards. And um, it was nice because she was able to hang without, was. without able to, uh, you know, get too whiny until just about the last five or ten minutes you were out in the water. and Right. And so it was great. I mean, watching, you guys had an awesome instructor, Veronica. Yeah. There, what was it? Ocean Beach Surf and Skate? Skate I and Surf? So. Something like that. Somewhere. Um, she just, she was very patient. Alex never got frustrated, which given that she was having them do all these balance exercises and drills just to kind of simulate before they even got any, you know, they spent an, almost an hour and a half. Just on dry land. Before. Yeah, these things that, she pulled out they're called endo boards yeah really. and they're really cool and if you look them up online just look up endo boards and they're they're almost shaped like an oval and they what you do is you put a disc beneath it like a large inflated disc, disc. Yeah. yeah and i mean you can make it soft or you can really pump it up and if you really pump it up makes it the difficulty goes up as well. And what you do it's all about core balance and you get on these things and you're working this this trying to get this feeling of being on the water with the disc under you. Then she also put a roller under us and that was to help us get up on the board. I will have to say if you've never surfed just being on your belly and catching that wave and the sensation that you get with the air coming and the water sort of spraying over, it was really cool. And I've gone as fast as like 55 miles an hour downhill on my bike, which is an exhilarating sensation. But there was, I got to say, this was like really cool. Just just that sensation. And I was on my belly. I wasn't even standing up. I, standing up was like messed it up for me because I couldn't. Uh, there was so much to think about. It's like, okay, my balance, this leg goes forward, this, this, that, jump here, do that. I mean, again, I'm not a surfer. Put me on a bike and I feel better. But it was really cool. I mean, if I just get a boogie board with Alex, I'd be happy. You know what I mean? That would that would be cool with me. I'll keep that in mind for next year's birthday present. You know, well, I think Alex and I are going to just go buy boogie boards and start boogie boarding. Oh, well, there you go. So we'll find something at Costco or something. Yeah. I'm sure they'll have a sale up at Costco. Except you're kind of coming out of season. <laughs> just keep that in mind. Uh, that's true. Well, we'll, we'll, find, we'll find some deals somewhere. Probably like at uh, K5. K5. There you go. I bet you they'd have. I bet you they have a deal or something going on. Yeah. So, needless to say, I scored big with the birthday present. Oh yeah. I mean, it was just cool. And and Alex tonight, I was talking to him, and he rated it a seven out of (laughs) ten. My other three points for where? I don't know. 
But you know what? Alex had a good time. He, had he was good. very patient. I mean, there was a lot of stuff we had to learn. And I think he was just cold. He didn't want to put on his wetsuit. I don't know why. And then once he started getting cold, it was over. And yeah. I told him, I was like, Alex, just go put your wetsuit on. And he didn't want to. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was fun to watch. I, I'm definitely not a cold water person. Right. Um, but it was it was fun. Yeah. It was a fun family afternoon. We did a lot of family stuff this weekend. We this went up week. and saw your grandmother. Yeah. Yesterday. Um, Prayers for my 87-year-old, soon-to-be 88-year-old grandmother. She is in a, just has just been put in a retirement home uh, in the last month. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very, very big change for my, my grandmother. Um, for your whole family. For the whole family, yeah. Uh, she's starting to lose it a little bit. And so we went up there. Uh, you and I and the kids have uh, planned to try to make it up there at least once a month and take her to take her to lunch and just spend some time with her. And it so happened one of my uncles, it was his birthday. So uh, my folks came down, my uncle and my aunt came down as well. Your brother and, and my brother came on over as well. And so we just all spent a fun afternoon with uh, my nunna is what we... We have always called her since I have known her. So it's tough. It's tough as a grandchild to uh, see sort of that deterioration happening. It's tough as a grandchild to speak with her on the phone and hear the the anxiety and the, gosh, I mean, every time I get off the phone with her now, I mean, there are tears. I mean, she's lonely. Uh, she has lived with uh, one of my aunts and one of my uncles for many, many years. So it's just tough. And, you know, I've talked, man, many episodes ago, I think it's episode six, Prayer Works, um, or The Power of Prayer is what that mm-hmm. one was called. Just talking about my uh, my prayers for just being able to say, I love you to my dad and, and how we broke that barrier. And I, I truly give that all up to God. And, you know, yesterday was one of those times where after lunch, my dad and I, he just wanted to show me around because he's very proud of the area and where she is. And and he and I got to uh, just sit by the pool and nobody bothered us for a good 20, 30 minutes. And it was just a really good time for dad and I just to talk. And nobody bothered you because nobody knew where you were. Well, that was sort of the idea. <laughs> and I think it was good for dad. I, I, I think like it was how good you put dad. that because I'm like, oh, we didn't even know where you were. Yeah. I think it was good for dad though. No, he he, sure he needed was. to get some stuff off his chest and... It's it's interesting as I grow older and I see the things that he's going through now. I mean, just what a loving and awesome dad he is, mm-hmm. you know. And I never realized that as a kid. I never did. But I look at him now and I just go, wow, you know, what a, a loving man he is for his whole family. He, he just, he loves, he loves all of us. And uh, just to be there and comfort him, mm-hmm. help him through, and just to listen. That's all I was there for is really just to listen to him during that time. So it's tough. We're trying to balance life, our own, our own, our own lives. And, mm-hmm. and now this is being thrown in, um, this year seems like since school started, we got a lot going on with the kiddos. Abby started dance school. Abby started ballet. Abby started ballet. And she is just our, she's our performer. She is our performer. I mean, if you have, which all of us do. It's just if, if we really go after it and see it and sense it, we have a gift from God. God has given us something. 
Um, many of the times we just squelch it because we've been told so many times, you, what are you going to do with that? You can't make money with that. And, and for some reason, our society always equates your passion and your desire or your hobby with making money. I disagree wholeheartedly because I bicycle 6,000 miles a year and I've never made a penny from it. But I'll tell you, it is a gift when I am able to be out there with other guys who are either Christian or non-Christian and I can just sit there and listen to them and talk to them. So that's just my little gift story. But Abby has a gift. She does. I mean, that girl loves to she dance. She has a passion. She has an absolute passion. I mean, she she sings to herself all the time. I mean, if you kind of lose track of where she is in the house, if you just listen, you know, whether she's working on a puzzle or coloring, all of a sudden you just start to hear song come from some corner and you, you know where she is and it's been very cute um, to see how quickly she has fallen in love with her dance teacher you know she's had one class and we had to go back to just take so care of something had. the other day and, and at the end of the first class she you know we're getting ready to leave I'm trying to get her to go and she's like hold on mom I have to go give Miss Jerry a hug and you know while she's very shy you know she has to kind of observe the fact that after one class she wanted to go give her teacher a hug um that's a testament to the teacher. That speaks volumes. Because, you know, she's very, once she knows you, she's incredibly loving, but getting there sometimes, um, she wants to make sure you're okay first. So very excited about that. And Alex is starting flag football again this week. So he'll be doing flag football. And, and then he starts up Lego. He's going to be doing a Lego um, after school program in October. That's cool. So the, which is cool for him. Yeah, Alex loves his Legos. Alex has that engineering, like, let's put stuff together. How does it work? What new stuff can we make? And so I'm very excited that he's got the opportunity to take part in this class where he can really um, explore that even further with some different, like the Technic Lego motor. I, I don't know. I, I try and put the blocks together, but I never do it <laughs> well enough. So what, so what does that mean for marriage and intimacy? It means mom chauffeuring. It Quite means balancing, balancing, means, prioritizing you guys, you know, juggling schedules and making sure, you know, things like dinner doesn't get lost in the shuffle somewhere. It's making sure sex doesn't get lost in the shuffle somewhere. It's making sure dinner romance dinner. Yeah. doesn't get lost in the shuffle. It's making sure communication doesn't get lost in the shuffle. And, and we know we're not alone with busy schedules. In fact, I mean, our kids are actually very uh, our, our kids, minimal yeah i mean i'm sure i'm sure what many some of you, of you out there, there between you know if you've got multiple kids and multiple sports that you might not ever be home before seven o'clock at night um and we know that's tough yep and we know this time of year as everybody's adjusting to new schedules and, and just trying to balance all that we know that's tough you yeah. know and so it's it's being conscious of what's going on in your family life mm -hmm. so that it doesn't negatively impact your married life. Um, because you've got to remember, and, and we go back to this week in and week out, you've got to put your married life as a priority. That needs to be first. It needs to be before the kids. Yep. And, and if you're so tired and yeah, I'm speaking to whoever chauffeurs the kids around in our case, it's me. If you're so tired from the kids going here, there, and everywhere, and dinner is, you know, not getting done, and, you know, nothing's getting done, and you're just frazzled, 
it might be time for the kids to back off a few things. Right. I agree. No, I, I agree. I mean, in, in, in there are phases too, I think in life where you may do more, more things and then you come down for a period of rest. Mm-hmm. I think where a lot of us mess up is that we keep doing a lot of things and we keep adding more things and we add more things. And so we get to the point where we are just beat down, tired and we're running around and we don't get it. So look at, look at your schedules and realize having rest is good. God has called us to rest one day a week. Do you do it? I mean, I know sometimes we don't, Oh yeah. you know, but there are, there are definitely weekends where we do nothing. I mean, I will go for a bike ride and we do nothing. We laze around the house Yep. and do nothing. Play board games, watch TV, football, whatever. But to us, we're not running around. I mean, this weekend to us was a run around weekend when we're oh. spending, you know, nine hours, you know, driving and hanging out with family. And then today, I didn't get my up. laundry done. I didn't go yeah. to the grocery store. <laughs> I mean, we were, we were running around. So, <laughs> yeah, things <sighs> like that. It things just like takes that. a toll and you've got yep. to balance it. So the, the big thing for Elisa and I this week was Friday afternoon. We had one of our classic tiffs a classic tiff yes and the reason i call it classic is because i was trying very i was trying very hard not to attack you and i got the classic elisa let me shut down and not talk and so i have no reaction and so i began to get visibly upset and my voice was going up and all you did was stand there and look at me with this blank deer in the headlights stare. Processing. That drives me nuts. Uh, yes. Okay. This whole thing started because I shared with you that I had been upset about something that you didn't think I should be upset about. Well, you were upset. Right. When I was leaving for work in the morning, <laughs> you, you were you were working on some stuff that you... Honestly, did not want to be doing. What I found very discouraging is when I come home that day and we're talking about about it that you had said throughout the day it had bothered you. Sometimes, in case you haven't picked up on this on the last thirty eight episodes, um, sometimes it's difficult for me to let go of things. This was one of those days where I didn't let oh go. He's gosh. shaking his head now. Well, I just don't get it. You're it's not, like, you're not that type of person. Well, just let it go. Well, how can you let it, how do you allow it to ruin your whole day is what I was saying to you. Because sometimes that's what happens in my life. I, I, you, you are the let go person. I am not, I am the hold on to person. Yeah. I'm the let go person, but I got like some stress that's like messing up my mouth and stuff. So that's probably uh, me. Well, no, it's not you at all. I okay, don't know good. what it is. I'm glad I'm glad I'm off the hook for that one. But you're saying I'm the let go person. But if I was a let go person, I wouldn't be dealing with the stress that I'm dealing with right now, uh, which know. I don't even understand why. So, yeah, but it, so it anyhow, was just a so classic. We, so we went through and, and we had this but here's discussion. The, right. But here's the thing that I wanted to bring up is that all of you know the awkward feeling after the argument that, okay, I just blew up. And this is what was going through my mind. I'm like, I just blew up. And that's not the way it was supposed to happen. I'm trying to work through this. I'm trying to talk to Elisa 
cordially. I'm trying to sort of dissect it a little bit, trying to help her along. I'm trying to fix it. I know you're women. I know you're shaking your heads going. That's not what we want. We just want you to listen. I know this. I, I've been I've been dealing with marriage long enough and dealing with and talking to many of you long enough that I know I was making the classic mistake as a husband and trying to fix it. And thank you for rolling your eyes, my beautiful one. I, I'm shaking my head in agreement with you. Yes. Yes. So it's after the argument, what do you do? And so Elise and I, it the, the argument went from our garage, our home office, and it sort of, the kids were watching TV and it sort of meandered into our kitchen. Because I had well, to make dinner. Because Elise had to make dinner, which you weren't really making dinner because you were listening to me. Mm-hmm. And... And then it's finally at the point where we're just like, fine, it's done. Let's move on. But it's that awkwardness. Because at that point in time, I'm like, what the heck do I do now? She's pissed off at me. I've made the classic mistake of trying to fix something that I cannot really fix. And so what do I go do? I just start emptying the dishwasher. Don't really want to make eye contact. I'm like, well, I might as well do something. So I might as well, I'm in the kitchen. I might as well clean the or empty the dishwasher. Okay, and your point is? My point is is that that awkwardness that happens after the argument. And what do you do? So what are you saying you should have done? I appreciated the dishwasher getting emptied. (laughs) (laughs) I figured you would appreciate that. What do you think you should have done? I I think, no, no. I think what I did was okay. Okay. I, I mean, I was still trying to be present. You know, I didn't storm off. True. You didn't come out and play on the computer. I didn't come out and just play on the computer and sulk. Uh-huh. Um, what I was trying to do was be present and just go, okay, I know I screwed up in my own mind. I was just going, you know what? I'm going to just stay present and hopefully an opportunity will arise once we both just sort of settle down a little bit and we'll be able to talk. And I don't think it happened. Well, because when I told you it was over, it, this is something that's been new for me and it's probably why you don't recognize it so much. When I tell you something's over, it's over. And so like it was over for me I'm like we'd come to a conclusion I had agreed with some of the points that you made you had made valid points and I told you so and you right. called me on it and you told me to grow up and you know I was like okay you know valid points and you know you're right I didn't want you to fix anything I just wanted you to hear what I was saying yeah and uh so it was over for me and so you know Alex was having friends over because right. for those of you that aren't Star Wars fans it was the premiere of the Clone Wars on Cartoon Network. So we had Try. a Clone Wars party Friday night. And um, after that, it was, you know, the last night of my three nights. And I didn't want him, I didn't want Tony getting on the air again this week and saying, you know what, it was three nights and I didn't get any. And so we had to do a makeup day on Saturday. So and you we initi- made love. Yeah, you initiated. I initiated a- and we made love Friday night. That was beautiful. It was good. Yep, I was happy. So no complaints on, you no. know, my three days. and No, I, I think the, the best thing is, is that we're able to, to realize what we do, work through it, not hold any grudges, not, you know, come back. It's over. It's done. And we just move on. And I hope that you guys can continue to work in your marriages, in your communication where you're able to get to that point. Because truly, when you get to that point, it's it's a done deal, like Elisa said. It's a done deal and, and you just move on. So... I mean, yeah, because at that point in time, I didn't have anything else. I talked it out. Yeah. So. It was good. So That was was the low point of the week. That was a low point, but we always have. We always got something to talk about. We've, uh, 
I do have to say, we've been receiving quite a few emails from you guys. Love that you are contacting me at askalisa at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And or ask Tony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You and can also call us at 858-876-5663. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got one email that I want to read. And I know Tony's got a couple of voicemails. couple of voicemails that he wants to play. A couple of voicemails from the same person. His phone cut off. Yes. It's one of those things. Um, last week we had, I had shared with you an email from Carrie Yep. and she sent me another email this week and I I just, I want to share it with you because it hits home to so much of what we talk about. She says, Elisa, I did it. I took the initiative and sat down and had the talk with Blake. We just laid it all out for the first time in 12 years and talked about our wants, desires, where we want things to go and come to find out we were both afraid of confronting each other about and we both we were both con- afraid of confronting each other and we both want the same things. I couldn't have gotten up the courage to do this without you. Carrie, you did that on your own. That was just, you know, maybe we gave you a little encouragement, but all of that strength and courage to do it, that's all you. Praise God. I was terrified and shaking and afraid he would think I was strange or he wouldn't want to try new things. He is just as excited as I am. My marriage is getting ready to make a slow 360 degree turn. This is a marathon, not a sprint. I can't wait to see what is in store for us. We still have a lot to work on, but it's so nice to know that there is actually light at the end of the tunnel. Again, what a day. Praise God. Carrie did it, you guys. She did what we encourage all of you to talk about. If there's something going on in your marriage, you need to take that fear and say, you know what? My marriage is so much more important than the fear that I feel. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to say, you know, this is, this is what I would love to have in our marriage, or this is what's going on, or this is what, whatever it is that you need to talk about. Mm -hmm. You've heard us say it on so many episodes. You need to, I mean, Carrie made the time. Blake made the time to sit down and have a heart to heart about their marriage. It wasn't in passing, you know, between running kids here and there. It wasn't on the way to work. It wasn't, you know, oh, by the way, can you pick up milk? And I'm mad about this or I want to do this. It was, no, let's sit down. Kids are wherever they are. You and me, let's have a talk about what our marriage is and where we want it to go. Yeah. And I love the fact that they both, both want to go the same place. They were just scared of talking about it to each other. And I wonder how many of you out there don't even know that your spouse wants to go the same place that you do, but nobody's talking about it. Right. Because, you know, it's like we talked about and, you know, we were talking about the first chapters of the book. You get so scared or just scared. Sometimes you're scared about talking about it. Sometimes you've just gotten into the habit of only talking about the surface stuff. Right. Challenge yourself. Go out there, get out on a limb and see, just like Carrie says, can't wait to see what's in store for us. Right. It's time to, it's time to talk about sex, folks. In in a way that is appropriate and doable for you. In your but marriage. In your marriage. But it's time to start talking about it. It, it still shocks me to this day sometimes when people are, they'll come up to, to me and we'll, we'll be somewhere, typically, you know, at our church or something. And people know what we talk about and what we've done. Um, but it's like they come to us and they start talking about it. And it's almost in a hush. Like, oh, you know. It's like, 
God gave us this amazing thing that we can do as a husband and wife. It's time to start talking about it Mm -hmm. and not being afraid to talk about it. And hopefully Elisa and I can be that light for you because it's necessary. And we know because we didn't talk about it for many years in our marriage and we know what it did to us and we know what it's doing for us now that we do talk about it. So mull that over and start thinking about it. Now, do you want to do it right in front of your your seven, eight, nine-year-old kids or even your teenagers? No. no. I, I mean... Be, y- this y- is not their conversation. This, this is, is yours. This is a grown-up... <laughs> do you need to have that discussion with your kids? Yes. At some point in at time. At some point in time. So, But we're not going to go into that this show. But we got way too much to talk about. <laughs> um, all right. You know what? We got... Let's run uh, Tim's voicemail. Okay. Hold on here. Let me get Tim going on here. Hey, Tony and Lisa, this is Tim from Atlanta again. Hey, yeah, Tim. one of those mainstays, you know, one of those where, oh, man, I should have blocked that phone call. Never. <laughs> blocked that number. So you didn't keep we love calling. hearing from you. <laughs> I'm joking, but well, I hope I'm joking. <laughs> anyway, um, just listening to the podcast this morning, finishing it up after listening to part of it last night. and Just had a call and comment about a couple things here. I am the messy one, and so in our room, all too often I end up with piles everywhere, and it's something that I've noticed that if I can get the piles gone, it does make the room feel that much better. Agreed. And it's also talking about TV and stuff like that, that's one of those things that always been a battle for us. I wish it was gone, but my wife likes to watch TV at night. Still working on that. I'm not sure when I'll, when or if I'll win that battle, but um, we won't make it a battle. I just bring it up every once in a while. <laughs> Very and well. Choose your battle. Also wanted to mention along the other thing, the other thing about what things we do and stuff like that. I, I've never been a Hallmark type person. I think it's a huge conspiracy. That um, yes. the card companies and stuff like that come up with these holidays, so we have to buy things. But I say that somewhat in jest, but also kind of believe in it. I hate buying cards. I know my wife understands this, and I'm glad she understands it because I don't feel like they can put in a card what I truly feel. It's a good Nor point. do I want to go pay them to try and put into a card what I feel because they're not going to get it right anyway. Um, <laughs> is this somewhat of an excuse? Uh, probably at times, but it makes it difficult for me. I, I'm a geek and I tend to do things more of a geeky way, which may be a text message, uh, an email, or I've gone as far as to set up a website for her at, at one time just telling her I love her and, Dude, that's cool. Uh, well, from my perspective, I really put a lot of it, a lot of my heart and soul into it. She didn't quite take it the same way. And um, but there is one thing that she has appreciated, and I'll pass this along because some other people may. Oh, wow, hmm, that's a good idea. One thing that she loves is when I leave her a voicemail, and I thought, well, you know. 
So many times I try calling her and she answers the phone. Well, it's not that I don't want to talk to her, but I wanted to leave her a voicemail. Okay, so here goes Tim again. Wow, you know, I didn't think you were going to take that seriously about blocking my calls, <laughs> but I guess cutting me off is the next best thing, right? Maybe that should be taken as a hint that I'm talking too long. But I, um, I'll finish my thought and then I'll let you go. Um, what I what I ended up doing was I set up a Google Voice number for my wife that 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 cool. voicemail got delivered to her email. That's so cool. When I wanted to make a call, make, call her and leave her a message, um, I, I could call that number and not wake her up if she wasn't awake or or talk to her. Right, and, she's because not I wanted that to message. leave a message. And it has really turned out to be a really cool thing that she enjoys. She looks forward to getting those emails. It may be me just calling to say I love you or just telling her things I've appreciated lately or that's uh, cool. Maybe even sing to her. Uh, you don't want me to sing, but she somehow enjoys it when I sing to her. Absolutely. But it's just a good idea, something that she appreciates and just wanted to pass it along. Thanks for all you do. Take care. Bye. What a special idea. You know, she's got her own voicemail box from her husband. And, you know, while we may not want our husbands singing to everyone, it is special when they burst out into song for us. And uh, that just that just brings a smile to my face even just hearing you talk about that. So thank you for calling in. We do not block anyone's numbers because guess what? We love them. This all goes to Google Voice too. Yeah, that's so, right. <laughs> so again, you can call us 24-7. We love hearing from you and just... Just are so excited, you know, with the emails and the voicemails this week, just to hear what's going on. You guys are sharing us with your friends. You know, we're getting emails that, you know, are saying, hey, I shared you with so-and-so and, and, um, you know, saw that they were a fan on Facebook or, you know, saw this. And that just, that's huge for us Mm -hmm. that you guys love what you're getting so much that you're passing it on to your friends. And that really is the biggest compliment you can give us. Uh, that you can give us. And yep. so we need to jump into these last couple of chapters. We do. And if we run a little long tonight, it's because we've had a lot here in the first half of the show. And, you know, we have two heavy topics, two heavy keys we're going to we're gonna get into, I think. But we'll see. If we run a little over, it's not going to be much. So You guys right. love us, so you'll, you'll hang in there for a couple extra minutes. So this week is the last week of the Stripped Down podcast small group. And we are going to be starting with change of scenery, which is a physical intimacy. It's on page 133 in your books if you um, are trying to locate it. And this is the chapter that really talks um, talks about trying something new, changing it up. You know, for so many years, um, Tony and I, the only place we had sex was in our bedroom. <laughs> like the only, you know, lights, oh, yeah. out, lights out, night, you know, nighttime. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so. I mean, it was just. I, I think I've blocked out many of those years. Oh, I know you have. Because they were so bad. Well, and. I yeah. mean, the sex was so bad. Dude. I mean, I know it wasn't great, but like so bad. Yes. Wow. 
that's a little bit harsh. But but you know what? I bet harsh. you yes. Yes, I know. Okay. But I will say a lot of that was probably because of me as well, just because of the pornography addiction that I had. Okay, cuz I mean like I I understand it's night and day better now, but in my personal opinion it wasn't. Yeah. So bad. I I do think that was you, not me. Yeah. No, no. I I I, okay. I think so for so. you it could be so bad. Yes. I'll I'll give you that. Um my section in the book, I, I like the way I start this because I say same place, same time, every time. Uh, you know, it, it kind of tied in for me when we started writing this chapter, the whole uh, Batman promo is, you know, tune in, you know, same bat channel, same bat time, tune in next week, whatever that exact line was. But for so many couples, that's the way their sex life is. I mean, whether it's, you know, we always have sex on Saturday nights or we always are in the missionary position or we're always in our bedroom lights off lights off i you know we never have sex in the morning we never you know we have other rooms in the house that we've never explored sexually right you know we've never had sex outside we've never i can't remember which day it was but there was one day we'll have to look it up there was one day during our seven days of sex challenge Mm -hmm. where we talked about change of scenery and Tony's looking it up right now. I would encourage you this week after you've listened to this podcast to go and take a look at Tony's going to get me the day here. Um, Change it up as day two. So if you day go, two. so if you go to the blog and just hit seven days, a sex challenge, you look at day two and so the comments, it up. would the comments have been on day three then? Uh, yes. Okay. The comments no, would have been on day two. Oh, on day two. Um, Read what these couples had to say about where. I mean, people were having it on their Sundex. People, you know, the one couple. Oh, yeah. and their We got 108 camper. comments on this. One. Well, a lot of that was us responding. That's true. So half of but, this, so you got 54 comments. But there's a whole big world outside of your bedroom. Very big world. There, there's this gigantic world outside of your bedroom. There are positions that you might want to try that you are both comfortable with, but just like Carrie and Blake who hadn't talked about it. You don't know that you're both comfortable with it because nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about, Hey, let's, you know, spread out a blanket in the living room. Maybe put on, you know, it's getting cold in some parts of the country. Maybe put on a fire or candlelight. Simply being in a different place in a tent on top of a mountain. Amen. (laughs) Been there. (laughs) Done that. I actually have a scar to prove it. That was falling down the next day. That's I was going to say, not that night, I don't think. <laughs> no, just that trip. Just that trip. Awesome. Um, That's great. You know, it, it brings excitement. It challenges your mind to think about your sex life differently simply because the environment is not the same. Right. You know, I, I'm not saying you have to go have sex outside, you know, if that's too far outside of your comfort zone. I, I'm not saying do things you're completely uncomfortable with, but challenge yourself to try something different. You know, if your sex life feels boring, if you feel like you're in a rut, you are. Mm-hmm. But part of getting out of that rut is trying something new. You know, I... I, I how, how, did, how did we overcome that during... Our, our 60 days? Our 60 days. Or what were we even trying to do before it? 
I mean, I think a lot of it for us was the talk ended up happening in our bedrooms. It wasn't a discussion that we had prior to that point. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like we had the discussion during the day and then we said, okay, you know what? Tonight, when we go to bed, we're going to try doggy style. A lot of what we did and have done to this day is still in the bedroom. It's us talking about our sexual desires in the bedroom when we're in the moment. Right. And trying different positions. Right. If you're going to actually change the physical environment that you're in, that's going to require a conversation so that you don't end right. up in the bedroom. Right. No, no, no. I, no, no. Like when we wanted to try in the car, we've talked about that and right. we've made our emergency kit and we've gone out and done it or at the And sometimes park. we actually remember to bring our emergency kit unlike yeah. a couple weeks ago. Right. <laughs> but it, it does have to happen. The The, the conversation, again, it, it, it's it's one of those steps you got to take and you got to have these conversations. And I know we sound like a broken record at times, but that's what needs to happen if you want to change the scenery a bit. And the scenery doesn't necessarily just have to be outside of your bedroom, but maybe you don't always want to see your wife's face. You want to see her back. Okay, I'm, you following I'm, me? On yeah, that? I am now. I was just trying to figure <laughs> out where you're going with that because that was borderline. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, the thing, <laughs> like, you don't want to see her face. Don't pause right after that statement. Um, the the thing is, if your sex life is not where you want it to be, my guess is it's because you're not talking about it. You're not conveying your desires, your wants to your spouse. True. Because very much like Tony told me the other night, I cannot read your mind. Now, sometimes it seems like he can on rare occasions, but the reality is, is that he cannot read my mind. Your spouse cannot read your mind. He or she does not know if you like to be touched in a certain place. They do not know if, you would secretly love to be romanced on the living room couch Mm -hmm. or trying, you know, you haven't made out in the backseat of the car in 20 years. Maybe it'd be fun to, you know, go to a movie and then make out in the back of the car. They don't know that. If you don't take the time and make the effort to say, Hey, I was thinking about this. Wonder if you'd be up for it. Right. The answer might be no. And that's okay because the important thing is that you have opened up the conversation by sharing what you would desire. And if the answer is a no, then you say, what might you be up for? And if you're the reluctant spouse, because I know for many, for many years, it was tough to get Elisa on board with me. It was, there there were times when it was just Elisa, Elisa, what, what is stopping you here? And if you're the reluctant spouse, I, I would have to say from from the spouse that was looking for change and desire, you need to look at yourself as a wife or as a husband. You, you can't look at yourself as I'm a mommy, I'm a dad, I'm the provider. You, you need to look at yourself as a lover 
Mm-hmm. And that's who you are in the bedroom with your spouse. You are a lover. And all the other stuff needs to be swept aside. Because I think a lot of us in our marriages, we get these, we, we put these tags and these labels on ourselves. Oh, I'm a mommy. And I don't do that anymore. Well, crud, man. 15 years ago when we met, you were a wild child dancing down at the bars having a darn good old time. So I remember that. Are you talking about me? No, but okay. I'm just sort of saying that. Okay. I'm like, I don't But remember. you were a wild child too. We, we used to have some wild times. Yeah, but I was, well, yeah, when I, we met, yes. I was too young to go to the bars. Well, I know you were too young to go to the bars, but every other time we were, <laughs> or everywhere else you were. So I, th- I believe we put these labels on ourselves and we just roll into it. I'm a mom. Uh, I'm the provider of the house. I'm, I'm a, I have to provide for my family so I can't do this other stuff. No, you're a lover and in the bedroom you love on each other just as God has asked us to do for crying out loud, read song of Solomon. Solomon was the king and the dude knew how to romance and be a lover to his wife. So, you you got to break down who you think you are in the bedroom. And again, and if you're the reluctant spouse, I'm not saying you have to go hog wild and go crazy, but you got to let go a little bit. And Elise and I still work on certain things for both of us because sometimes we, even I feel a little awkward. She, she may want to do something. I, I'm sort of like, eh, I don't know, but let's go for it. If it's something we don't like, we just let each other know. Sometimes it kills the mood for a little bit and we're sort of like, okay, that was sort of awkward. What do we do? All right, let's go back to let's go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Because we know we love this and we know we enjoy this and and we'll go there. And, and that's okay. And, and that's if you totally if okay. you find yourself saying I and you know, I mean I've told you I'm like, okay, I think we can do this. You know, whatever it might be, trying something new. But we have allowed each other permission in our marriage to say this isn't working for me you know and and i think it's important that you guys give yourselves that same permission so there are no hard feelings right and you just regroup you you change it up there is that saying out there variety is the spice of life right add a little spice one thing we we've done is eyes wide open eyes wide open we podcast it on that you know, mm-hmm. instead of shutting your eyes, look at your spouse. It's an incredibly intimate thing to do. Right. It changes it up. It does. It totally changes what you think. I mean, your eyes are on your spouse. Mm-hmm. There's you, the only vision you see in front of you is your spouse. Have sex in the morning or with the lights on. Actually, like look at your spouse naked. Come to bed naked. Come to bed naked. Heck, I'm trying to think. I mean, in in the backyard again, like Elisa said, go check out the seven days of sex challenge. And there are so many more ideas. I mean, there was stuff on there that I was like, are you kidding me? I would have never thought about that. I know people got really creative. It was cool. It was very good. So don't be afraid of change. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid 
to try something new just because you've been married, you know, a million years and you feel like all you are is a mom and, you know, a chauffeur and, and everything else. And a, and a dad. And a and dad. A, or you know, a you've provider. got all these other titles. I mean, there's stay-at-home dads now. A lot of you guys are stay-at-home dads. I'm guessing at some point in time, the two of you are wildly passionate about each other. Go back there. Let's find that. Let's find that. Yeah. And if you need a little help getting there, read the next chapter. Right. You know, chapter 14, this was a very special one to me, is called Prayer Works. And it's actually where the title of this night, tonight's episode came from. Heaven help us. There are times in our marriage, marriages where we realize we cannot accomplish the change. We cannot go forward by ourselves. Right. And when Tony and I were in our 60 days of sex, there was a time, it was about halfway through, Tony got a viral migraine. The kids were both sick. I had been nursemaid to everybody in the house for a good week. And I was fried. I did not want to participate in this challenge anymore. I did not want to, uh, you know, I wanted to go to sleep and not, you know, just be able to sleep through the night without some Buddy bother you? one of the other three people in my house waking me up. I thought that was not an unreasonable expectation. And yet Tony was feeling better. So, you know, game back on, except I didn't want to play. And I laid there in bed that night praying. I prayed to God earnestly that he would give me a desire and a a desire for my spouse, that I would be aroused and want to be intimate with Tony. And, you know, you pray and God sometimes answers those prayers incredibly quickly to the point that, you know, we had amazing sex that night. Uh, yeah. And, and it's it was kind of an interesting conversation after Afterwards. sex because I told Tony, I said, you're not going to believe this. And he said, you know what? He's like, I want to go to sleep. What do you do? <laughs> At this point, I was still pretty darn tired, too, because I wasn't really up for it. I just. You were more healthy than sick. Yeah. And I'm just one of those people that when there's a goal, we got to stick to our goal. There, there, there's a task at hand. We got to, we got to keep going. And at this point though, I was pretty darn beat down, tired as well, just from the the sickness I had gone through. So I spring it on. I'm like, I prayed for sex tonight. <laughs> and you, yeah. you, you did what? Yeah. That wakes you up real quick because Elisa and I, have worked on praying together. Um, it's not something we do every day. It's, um, you know, it's something that we, we still struggle with. So to hear her two years ago saying this was like earth shattering, shocking to me. I'm like, you did what? Like you prayed to God, like trying to get aroused. Yeah, I did. Uh, It was, and it's, it it's was the one first of time that I think either of us have ever gone to God about our sex life. Oh, we, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. I, I mean, it was one of those things where, you know, I'm laying there in bed that night and there, I, I got nothing for Tony. I got nothing. And, you know, but I made this promise and I knew I had to honor it, honor it. And so I was like, okay, I, I am not going to be able to do this by myself. And, 
done. He's trying. Tony's trying, but he's not getting anywhere. Uh, so what do I? Yeah, if, if I if I'm right, I, I was almost about to pass out. I was I'm, so yeah, done. Sure I was like, come on. If this is going to happen, this needs to happen soon because I'm just in here going, this isn't working and I just I just need to get to bed. I want to make this happen. But if it's not, it's not. And and so I did. I did. I You know, I used, you know, it's kind of like so often when do we cry out to God when we're at rock bottom, mm-hmm. when we've got nothing else. And that's what I did that night. And, I, you know, I have challenged so many women since then to pray for their sex life not to pray for a sex life that's a different thing that's <laughs> a completely different conversation but those of you in a married relationship to pray for your sex life if you are not being aroused by your husband pray for arousal pray for desire husbands same thing for your wife pray oh, yeah. for your relationship don't be afraid to bring God into your bedroom. Yeah, and I have been there since Elisa's t- first time doing this. I have been there and at times when I am just going, God, I am tired. I am beat down. I have made a promise to my wife that we are going to be intimate, you know, sexually intimate, you know, twice a week. Help me, Lord, tonight. Help me to find Elisa attractive, help me to find her desirable and to stir these emotions in me so that I can please her Mm -hmm. during this time. It it is amazing how quickly (laughs) God seems to respond to that prayer. And I, and you know, it, it really, it goes back to the heart of Bible where, you know, God has this desire for our marriages to be strong for us to desire each other in our marriages. You read the song of songs and and you read this amazing poem about a man and a woman, a married couple's desire for each other. And you realize that's what God desires for us. So why would he not bless that? Right. You know? And so while it sounds very weird and while you know it took a little getting used to for tony to say okay i I don't really know how she's able to multitask in the bedroom (laughs) but okay she's multitasking again it works yeah it works god should not be left outside of your bedroom yep he shouldn't guess what he's seen you naked it's not a big deal to him He knows, yeah, you, you got to bring God in there. You have to bring God into your bedroom. We got to stop walking through our bedroom door and shutting him out and thinking that he has n- no reason to be in there. He has every reason to be in there. Every reason. You, we need to stop compartmentalizing God and saying that he doesn't know what we desire, doesn't know about our sex life. He knows. He loves it. He sees it. He wants it to be there. So we need to, as Christians, we got to allow him in. And you got to sit there and go, God, come on in. Come see it. This is what we do in here. And we want you to be here and we want you to bless it. Because I'll tell you, once I started doing that, it's amazing. 
what has happened in our bedroom and outside of it. I mean, we say in our bedroom because I think there's a lot of compartmentalization. And so once you just let it go and just let him in, you'll be amazed at how he'll touch you. And I know our experience in this time with how God really transformed Elisa in, in that time period may not happen for all of you. Some of you may sit there and go, man, I'm still dry. Dude, I'm still dry. Keep praying. Keep coming to him. Talk to him. Let him know your desires. Let him know your wants. Let him know what's stopping you. Exactly. I mean, for some, you know, God answers everything in his time. And while I had, you know, a very, you know, quick, quick response, I know that there are those of you out there that are dealing with some very big issues in your marriage and you have been praying. Don't stop. Nope. Don't stop. Don't, don't stop believing that God is going to answer your prayers. Don't stop sharing your feelings with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Don't stop desiring intimacy with your husband or wife. For your marriage to become extraordinary, you have to want them. You have to want your spouse. You have to desire intimacy in all the different forms. Yeah. And, you know, we started the book talking about your priorities from the top down and we're wrap we wrap it up with prayer because just like this book is bookended with God surrounded by God your marriage should be too yeah. you know it, it wasn't yeah. an accident that these chapters were the first and last chapters a- and it's not an accident that you've listened to us through this podcast or that you've just joined us starting this week. This type of relationship is available to each and every one of you. These keys are not meant to go in a sequential order. There is no, you've got to get to A to B before you can get to C you can jump to the last one and go back to the first one and make these keys yours. Right. Figure out how they fit into your marriage and what you need to do to take it to the next level. We want you guys to be able to sit there and go, you know what? My spouse is the most amazing person in my life. I have a marriage that is extraordinary. Whatever that means in your marriage. Yep. You know, we we are just one marriage out of hundreds in this one community. You guys are doing amazing things in your own families. And that's why we are so blessed to have all of these different couples give feedback and give support, whether it's on the website or on the Facebook fan page or you're calling into us. I've said it before. You guys are changing each other's marriages. Right. 
And it is mind blowing the power in this group. It is mind blowing what you guys find when you start making intimacy the priority in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's somebody saying our marriage is turning around 360 degrees, having somebody write in that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right. This is an endurance event, guys. Yep. Marriage is not until the next best thing comes along. It is until death do you part. So why not have the most amazing marriage you can have? Why not work to make this be the strongest foundation in your life? I agree. I'm on my soapbox tonight. No, and I I agree. And I I wanted to um, lift up uh, a couple that has recently started their 60 days of sex challenge and the winners of this week's um, prize and our last week of prizes for the time being for the time being if you are a company that would love to uh partner up with us and uh have some giveaways please contact uh tony at one extraordinary marriage.com but i wanted to lift up uh lester and reagan francis and they um they communicated with lester communicated with with us on on the fan page and it's been amazing on september 13th i just want to read this one line from Reagan, she she wrote, we made it through week one and we are already experiencing a closeness that we have never experienced in our three and a half years of marriage. Thank you so much because I actually look forward to our intimate time together. It is truly amazing. And folks, th- there's nothing more we can we can say. Uh, it's It's what it's about. It's about getting close with your spouse. It's about getting close with God. And by doing all of that, you are going to have an amazing time in your marriage. An amazing experience and just something that we desire for you this week. Love you guys. 